Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, and welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. Today, it is Shelby and Laura, and we are really doing an episode that we wish we would have been able to listen to when we were in search five years ago. This would have been so helpful. And it is how to convert your pro bono clients. These are your free coaching clients that you do insert into paying clients. And I wanted to reflect on kind of Shelby and I's experience with this insert. And Shelby, I'm not sure about yours, but for me, I think I converted four of my three or four of my pro bono clients into paying clients. At first, they were just paying me per session. I think my first contract was with, was with one of my friends and it was once a week for six months for like $65 a session. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was, it was really nice to not have any break between coaching insert and coaching my private practice. Yeah, no, I had a completely different experience in the sense that I voluntold all of my closest friends that they were going to be my pro bono clients. And while we actually did some really great work together for humans that I've known, you know, most of my life, um, proposing to them on the back end wasn't even on my radar, like at all. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even an option. I would have told anybody who told me otherwise, absolutely not. These are my best friends. There's no way I'm asking them for money. They've already suffered enough <laughs> through all of these sessions with me. Um, but that being said, you and I have helped, like, this is the easiest place to start. This is why we recommend that you start working with a coach, more specifically working with us before you, <laughs> more, before you complete certification um, because we can help you do this. We can help you navigate these waters. Uh, Laura and I were both co-instructors in a certification. We've supported a lot of students in this piece as well. And I'm even thinking of like one of my mentees right now. She was my student in the collective. So she got um, extra access during that time to me. And I, I gave her some simple steps on just like, this is how you have these conversations with people who want to keep working with you. And she was able to sign, I think her first three or four clients yeah. before she even graduated. And so this is super common. This happens all the time. It's where your pro bono, your pro bono clients want to keep working with you. Yes. And that's the whole point 
That's the whole point. It makes the proposal piece like just a really easy place to learn how to do how to do proposals. You already have rapport. They know you. They know what they're investing into. Um, yeah, it's a really easy place to start. I always get the question from students, or I used to get the question from students, well, what do I need to do this? And what do you need? You need a contract, which um, you can get. So just having a contract, they sign something, having a price that you say, you don't have to have any software, you don't have to have any fancy tech stuff set up, they can pay you cash, they can pay you through PayPal, they can pay you through Cash App, they can pay you through Venmo, just keep it written down and you can start your business and all your entities and all the business stuff later. So not everybody's ready to launch their whole private practice while they're working or while they're in the in their certification program, but you don't need a lot. Uh, all right. that stuff can, can be done later. And we have several, like I think Cindy signed four, four of her pro bono clients. I know of a, a new mentee we have starting in January who signs three of hers. It's not uncommon for this to happen, which can be just such a great um, confident confidence booster too. When mm-hmm. someone says, I don't want to stop, Laura. Like I want to, this is great. How do we keep doing this? And then mm-hmm. so many um, nurse coaches are deer in headlights at that really opportune time because they haven't prepared for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm kind of hoping to equip everybody with the most today mm-hmm. is so you don't get stuck saying something like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like yet. I don't have anything ready, but I'll reach out to you when it's all figured out. And then it's like four months later and the half-life yeah. of enthusiasm has been long gone. It's just yeah. not even there. So, um, yeah, we, we're going to cover a few scenarios today. We are going to tell you things to say. I encourage you to take our words and make them your own, but this is a good episode to take notes on and to listen to a couple of times. Um, so yeah, let's, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump in. So because Laura and I have this background as a co-instructor as well, we always encourage you to prioritize finishing your pro bono hours first. Like you've committed mm-hmm. to your certification complete, complete it, but there are a lot of students who are not working and are really looking to go all in and, um, get their pro bono work done like early in the game and, uh, it comes up, right. Then your, your clients are like, how do we continue working together? But I do want to put that disclaimer of like, if you are working full-time, you're working nights, somehow balancing all of these extra hours, prioritize one thing at a time, your people aren't going anywhere. And we want to run through kind of one of two situations, one where your client brings it up to where they're like, I want to keep working with you. And then another situation of where you want to keep working with your client, but they haven't brought it up yet and how to do that in a way that doesn't feel gross and icky, but at least put the option on the table. Um, So a lot of coaches, like we said, have the experience of their clients bringing up the money on on your behalf. You don't even have to do it. You serve them so well and so powerfully over the first four or five sessions that at some point they bring it up. Hey, Laura, I want to keep working together. What does that look like? And again, we're trying to avoid the the deer in the headlights and you chickening out of proposal. So um, if your client says that they want to keep working together and you want to keep working with this client, they meet the two pieces of that criteria 
tell them. So if they bring it up on like session two or three, just be like, I totally hear you. I would love to keep working together. Let's finish our hours first and see where we land. And then we can come up with a plan together moving forward. So, you know, you're going to have the conversation. And if you can even like put in an extra 30 minutes on that last call that you have so that you can meet all of your pro bono coaching hours and then have a designated time to have this conversation. Um, that that would be like the ideal best case scenario. It is likely going to happen that on your last session, your pro bono client's going to be like, hey, wait, I'm not feeling complete. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave me. This, I feel like we just got started. And then, um, then you're kind of like in that scrambly kind of energy. So then being like, of course, I would love to keep talking about this. Do you have an extra 30 minutes right now to talk about it? And really this part gets to be super, super simple to where you have likely worked on a lot of things from when they first started to where they're at now. And we're going to kind of tap into this here in a second, but we want to help them create or co-create a new vision, right? We're going to like launch basically straight into a proposal. They know what coaching is about. They know how it works. You do not have to spend time explaining that, but saying something like, if we were to continue working together, what feels most important for you to tackle next? Or what do you want to spend your time on? Um, tell me a little bit more about that and get them to dream, dream into the next phase. Um, and we're, don't worry, everybody, we're going to cover the proposal part at the very end. Um, but that is if someone wants to keep working with you, they bring it up. That's a really easy transition piece of like, do you have some time to talk about it? Tell me what you want to keep working on. Let's see if there's space for us to continue working together. And then on the other side of this coin is in your pro bono work, Laura, did you have anybody that you didn't want to keep working with? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah. I, w- I want to give them some language around this too, because this is also super common. Um, and I remember being in nursing school, like going through all the specialties for, for whenever we had to be at the hospital and I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, I definitely don't want to do peds when I definitely don't want to do labor and delivery. And I definitely don't want to do all of these things kind of the same here too, to where you're going to be coaching a wide variety of people. And um, there just might not be someone who's a good fit to keep working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you handle that the first time, Laura? Just wait. I, I, I referred uh, someone who was really, really ill to my naturopathic doctor. Um, so we did what we could do. And honestly, I, I experienced Laura probably would have tried to help her, but I just felt like I couldn't. So there was just yeah. an element of, of because there, it was so com- medically complex. And then the other person was uh, in a really bad marriage. So most of our sessions, we were talking about the their husband and I referred them to therapy because it's, I knew that's not how I wanted to spend the next three or six months was mm-hmm. talking about her husband. Yeah. 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 So two things here, folks, is you do not have to offer to work with everybody just because you can. It is really important that as a coach, you are excited to show up to coaching conversations or else it is not in service to your client to have a lackluster coach and it is not in service um, to their work and to their goal, right? So a super easy way to navigate this conversation is if some, and, and you need to refer, right? So Someone wants to keep, they still want the support. They're really appreciating your support, but you know that this is not the right spot for this person. You can say something such as like, thank you so much for bringing this up. I know that we have uncovered a lot during our sessions together and I've learned so much getting to support you. Um, 
but at this time, I think what would be most powerful for you is therapy, is functional medicine, is a specialist, is a different kind of professional support that is outside of my scope. And every time I have referred somebody, not necessarily from the pro bono world, but just in general, every time I've referred somebody out to someone else, it always goes well. I've never had it go Mm -hmm. south. People are so appreciative that we didn't like trick them or bait and switch them uh, into something that they could benefit from, but just they need to start somewhere else, right? They're like in crisis Mm -hmm. and and, uh, having them go somewhere else. The other side of this, this situation is that you guys just don't like vibe well together and you don't, you think that like coaching could work for them, but like, you're not the coach for them or, uh, maybe at the end of like five sessions, they are complete too. I would say that's uncommon, but it can happen. Yeah. Um, and so in those moments, if they just want to keep working together, I've heard, I've heard students say something of like, well, people just want to keep working with me to support me or, or they're doing so well. And I, I don't know what else we would work on or something like that. If you're feeling like the, the relationship has come to a natural pause or close, you can say that I've, I've told this to clients that want to keep hiring us for more long-term and saying something to the effect of like, I have loved getting to support you over these past you know, two years or five sessions, but I'm really thinking that it's time for you to find either your next mentor or that I don't think that I'm the coach for you. Like, and there's a lot of power as the coach to own that too, right? It's like instating clear energetic boundaries um, to move forward. And again, I've said all of these things to real life people and it never, it never lands yeah. Like sideways with people. Right. Yeah. I think the the fear of, because we can't really not take care of patients in the hospital. So I think that uh, as nurses, there is an element of choosing to not work with someone that is foreign because we just don't have that choice in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of take what patients you get and you make the best of it. That is not what happens in private practice. In private practice, that is the opposite of what we do. We only work with people who are extremely good fits. Um, so this can be a new skill and new feelings to navigate and not wanting to, uh, just because you can help someone doesn't mean you have to. And uh, we have lots of nurse coaches in our community. So they're, if they still could work with a coach, but you're not the coach, check out our uh, coaching directory. We have a coaching directory on our website. These are all coaches we vouch for that have had several, many paid clients. Um, They all have a little bit in their bio. That's a great place to make a referral to if you're Mm -hmm. not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, as a reminder of it's in service, I promise it's in service to your client. If you are not feeling it on any sort of level to refer them to somebody else. I promise that is the way to feel the least icky in the proposal process. Yeah. Um, and there's a difference between like you not feeling confident to coach somebody, even though you know you could help them. That's different, right? Like that's that's an extra loophole on the side. But uh, if you know in your gut, your intuition is telling you not to take on this client for one reason or another, the sooner you can learn to honor that nudge, This just we get to build the business you love right out of the gate and don't have to backpedal at all. Yeah. Okay. So scenario two, right? So we, we walk through a couple of those. If your client brings it up, they want to keep working together. 
that's how to handle those conversations. But if you're, if you want to keep working with one of your clients, you're vibing really well, they're doing great. You know, that there's still some things that you can sink your teeth into together and they haven't brought it up yet. This is, this is some, some things that you can do to bridge that gap. And just because they don't bring it up doesn't mean that they don't want to keep working together. Right. It is our job as a coach to explore it, right? They can always own their no or they're not right now. Uh, but we want I want to give you guys some language uh, around, around this too. So again, do all of your pro bono coaching hours. And then at the end of your last session, ask them if they have an extra 30 minutes to talk about what it's going to look like moving forward for them. Mm. And this might naturally come up on your last session anyway, because you're wrapping up, you know, you're celebrating, you're uh, recognizing them for all of the hard work that they've done. And then it's kind of like the the question naturally comes up of, okay, like what's next for you now that you've lost the 10 pounds or now that you've gotten off a night shift or you quit that crappy job or you had the tough conversation with your husband, where are you headed next? Where could you use support next? And, but I find that like whenever nurse coaches are able to set the context for the proposal, they tend to feel more in leadership, right? Like you are taking back over the control of the conversation rather than it being client led. So having that, that, that pause, that break in the conversation to be like, do you have an extra half hour here for us to talk about what future plans look like? And, um, this is where you're going to enter into the proposal piece, right? So transitioning from pro bono coaching into, into that next phase, you can say something to the effect of, I have really enjoyed working with you and witnessing all the growth over the past six weeks. It's been really amazing. And I hope you're able to see what I see. And I know that this is likely just the beginning for you. So what's on the horizon now that you have this foundation underneath you, what goal do you want to tackle next? And this is where you're going to co-create their vision with them. This is how we teach sales and proposals inside of our mentorship and preceptorship. This is um, people are not investing their money in time spent with you. They're investing their money in their own goals, their own dreams, their own vision. So it's really important to be very clear about that during during the proposal process. Um, and let them talk, let them have the floor. What I like to encourage during this part is like, for example, if during their first six sessions with you, they hit their initial goal of like losing 10 pounds, that's an easy measurable goal. They hit the goal. What What's possible now? What's possible now that they not only feel better in their skin and in their clothes, that they are probably sleeping better, that they have more energy. What's possible now that wasn't possible before? And what I've been finding recently, I don't know if you've ever bumped up against this, Laura, is that sometimes people have a really tough time dreaming big. Like yeah. They they need some support. I even had a sales call with a nurse coach this morning and I was asking her about like her preferred amount of money she would like to make in a, in a year or in a month. Like she was drawn blanks. She, she couldn't. And uh, we, we coached through that, but it was, it was tough and challenging for her. So this is where you get to have your coachy hat on and yeah. really guide. Yeah. And I think that a lot of nurse coaches feel like if for like, for example, if a client comes to them for weight loss and then they lose 10 pounds in their first six weeks, then the nurse coach, the newer nurse coach thinks, oh, well, 
we hit all their goals. So like, there's nothing left to do. Mm -hmm. And it actually can be just the beginning of a, a whole life transformation. And so if your client has nailed all their original goals, this is where in this extra 30 minutes that you do get to coaching is not just to solve problems. Coaching is also to create. And so if they're ending on a high note, they feel like they're nailing it, then I think the questions we ask are, well, this happens in six weeks. Like this happened in 42 days. Can you imagine if we had six months? Like what would be possible? What could be possible? So I I think that we're not always solving a problem or diagnosing and, and, and healing. We are creating. And that's the really fun part about coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think on a proposal once I got asked, oh, it was like sometime last year and the the coach leading me through this call was like, okay, so you've hit, you've hit your original income goal of six figures in your practice. Now what? And I was like, well, it'd be really cool to make like multiple six figures. And he goes, okay, like, what are we talking? Like 200,000 or 500,000 or 700,000. And I said something safe and small, like 300,000, you know, a, a number I could stomach to say out loud. And he goes, okay, I think you're low balling yourself there, but let's, let's play here. Like what gets better when you're making 300 K a year, what in your life directly shifts when you're making 300 K a year, what work are you doing? What are you doing for fun? Where are you traveling? What are you doing? Um, and that really kind of helped expand my vision from like, just a target to just like this really big, beautiful thing that Mm -hmm. I was after and actively creating now. Right. Like he was able to anchor it into different, into different areas of my life, which man, I'm so grateful for that proposal call. It really changed Mm -hmm. so much for me. Uh, But that's, that's what we're doing here. Right. Of like, now that we've hit the low hanging fruit, now that we've lost the 10 pounds, we had that uncomfy conversation. We transitioned jobs. Now what? Like now, now what's the thing now? How does life get even better than it is now? Um, And I kind of wanted to go over a case study here of literally how this, this conversation can, can play out. And I use the weight loss one just because it's an easy one for us all to imagine, right? It's not so esoteric about like mindset or inner child worker, you know, all of, all of like the, the things that nurse coaches actually do. Um, but, uh, anyway, we can all, we can all relate to this, to this thing. Cause I guarantee most pro bono clients are like, I want to lose weight. That's probably what they came to you for. Mm-hmm. So they originally came in from weight for weight loss. You probably ca- cracked open like at least one Pandora's box, if not several during your first five sessions, they were able to lose the 10 pounds, but you know that there's, there's questions you didn't get to ask. There's more work to be done. They said something weird about the relationship with their mom a few sessions back that you didn't get to follow up on. You know, like there's all of this stuff you still have so much curiosity for. So it can look like this of saying like, and we always really harp on starting with celebration always. So you, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's on purpose. <laughs> Uh, But I am so impressed with your commitment to yourself. You really did the work. I know that you're feeling better in your body, getting better sleep and having more energy than ever before. But something else tells me that this is just the beginning for you. So what comes up for you when I say that? And then shut up, be quiet, (laughs) let them talk, (laughs) hold some silence. Um, And 
like I was mentioning before, they may have, because of the 10 pounds lost, they may have a newfound confidence to completely switch careers now that they're feeling better. They may want to continue on this path of health and wellness of like, ooh, I got a taste of how good I can feel. I want to feel even better. Or they may want better relationships with their kids. Like now that they have the energy to actually interact with their children, right? Like this, this ripples pretty quickly everywhere. And some questions I like to ask during that moment, just as people are dreaming really big is telling them that I believe in them. If I do, yeah, <laughs> that, I, that I believe in them and that this is possible and this is completely possible for them. And right now in this moment, what's their biggest barrier into pulling that off? Like, what is the thing standing in the way? That's usually the gap or the pain point, as we like to call it. And then you have to assess, can you help them with that? Do you, do you have the tools and resources that you need to be able to support them in, in their barrier or in their pain point? And then my favorite question to ask is, okay, I hear you. You want to create X, Y, and Z. This thing is standing in the way. I know that I can help you, but what kind of support are you looking for to pull that off? Mm -hmm. And Laura, I know you and I kind of have like our own flavor and takes on on proposals and the language that we use. So do you mind like sharing a little bit about your process too? Yeah, I I think you nailed it with just the belief. So I feel like I try to make my proposals have feel magical. And I like to loop in some of this like spiritual stuff to it too. Mm-hmm. Like um, what their soul purpose, their soul's purpose is. Um, will they um be 95 on their deathbed and regret not starting a business or regret not living their life to the the fullest potential. Like, is this one of those moments that could cause regret if we didn't keep moving? I like to pull on that. Um, I also think for me, I didn't know how I could help everybody. I just knew that I could help people. So I feel like when you're in certification, you, you feel like you don't know how to help everybody. But I think all that you need is the belief that the person can do it themselves. So just mm-hmm. your belief that it's possible for them and then just trust if they say yes, that you will figure it out together. Even if in between calls, you're talking to all your nurse coaching friends and, and mentors and getting all the material and confidence in between calls to help them, just trust that you can and there's a reason that they say yes. But I think that if we were to boil it down to the most important thing, it's just the belief that what they want is possible. Mm-hmm. And telling them that and telling them that. Yeah. Tell them, tell them that you believe them, tell them that it feels exciting. Like it is so often that this is the first time that they're saying something like this out loud and it's extremely vulnerable. And they're kind of like, you're their litmus test of just like holding it out to the world for the first time. And can I actually pull this off? And it's just so important to meet your client with enthusiasm in that moment and, and belief. Um, because if they, if they can believe that it's possible, the work's kind of already done. The rest is just details, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, and this is also really common that we see this in our groups all the time of people knowing that they can help people and they're not sure on the how yet. And then they're on calls every week being like, all right, I have this new client. I think that I'm going to start here. And we throw it out to the group and we workshop it together. Just based on everybody's experience, you get to pull it. So 
nurse coaches are doing this all the time. We're, we're making it up as we go along with the best intention. And you know, I've actually had a client once to where we got like five or six sessions in, and this was before I started working with nurse coaches. She was an IBS related client and I didn't know how to help her. I thought that we could figure it out. And like, we just weren't getting anywhere. And so I checked in with her and I was like, I don't feel like I'm helping you really right now. Like, how are you feeling? And she's like, no, these sessions are super helpful. She gave me really positive feedback, but I was just like, I feel so out of alignment continuing to take your money, knowing we're kind of swimming in the shallow end of what this IBS thing needs. And so we came up with agreement to where she paid me for sessions had, and I, we, I set her free to go use that money to invest in like functional medicine. So yeah, there is always that option team. I've done it again. It lands super well. It's not yeah. the end of the world. Um, but again, that's super, super, super rare. And I think for this phase, like if you're in cert, you, you're, you have a peer coach, you're in a community. Um, but this is why Shelby and I love our programs because we believe that this first year in private practice, that being in mentorship in a group with other colleagues is the only way to go because all your clients don't just get get you, all your clients get your team of colleagues and we have a format in which we can support you. So mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and, and we actually recommend people join our programs about eight weeks before they graduate if they know this is the direction they want to go, because we like to hold space for the, for all these transitions, for the, mm-hmm. the last pro bono calls, and possibly going back to previous pro bono clients and scheduling an, a follow-up call and doing this process with them, even if they've already finished. And for those of you listening who maybe you're like, dang, I wish I would have listened to this <laughs> three months ago, and I have these six six people and three of them said they wanted to work with me. And I've been too scared to reach out to them because I don't know what I'm doing. We can reach out and do a whole new process, offer them two new calls. You can do this whole process. It's not all lost. This isn't, nobody's going anywhere. Um, This is an amazing skill set, no matter where you are on your journey. Mm -hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've helped them paint the vision. We know what their gap is or where they need support. They've said, I want to keep working with you. You already know my story. You know where I'm at. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to hear about what that would look like. And this part of the proposal piece, we're going to make it really simple here. Um, But just also know that there's a lot of nuance that comes with like the proposal process. But the couple of points I want you to leave with is do not sell one-off sessions. This is not a la carte. We recommend selling packages and starting at around 12 weeks for for your first initial package. Um, You can also offer longer if you want for like six months. Mm -hmm. But most nurse coaches are so nervous that 12 weeks is something they can wrap their head around and 1500 bucks for that initial investment is where we we highly encourage you to start. So um, whenever they say, you know, Yes, I want to continue hearing about that. Again, repeat their vision of like, okay, I hear you. Over the next, I work with people for 12 weeks. Now that I've officially opened my practice, I work with people for 12 weeks to guarantee the next level of success. And we're going to work on X, Y, and Z, the vision that they want to create. And it's going to be $1,500 to work with me for those 12 weeks. Then again, be quiet, hold space. 
if the silence goes on forever, ask what's coming up for you right now. And they might just need a second to think about it. They might have some money resistance. They might have a little bit of shock. That's not as common as you would think, but it can happen. Um, and just hold hold some space for it. Um, and getting objections does not mean you've done anything wrong. It does not mean that your price is too high. Uh, 1500 is on the low end of what we recommend for people to charge. And like I said, there's a lot of nuance that follows this piece, but start there. Start there. And if any resistance comes up, seek permission to continue coaching. Yeah. And we spend a lot of hours on this part of enrollment. And so we know that this can seem overwhelming. We're giving you just the really basic puzzle pieces, but just know that um, proposals are something you learn after doing 50 or a hundred of them. It's something mm-hmm. that, that just needs repetition. You're not going to be naturally great at them, but it is a skill that can be learned. And um, you can do an awful proposal and have someone still say yes. I, <laughs> I mean, all of my early clients were my clients, despite my proposal, because my proposal was not good. Um, so I think that the key here is don't, say the price and then over explain, don't sell the minutes with you. It's not about the minutes with you. This is not like therapy. This is not like massage. This is not like Reiki. It's not a session thing. This is, we sell them a dream that we create in a relationship for three months. So yeah. I think that if, if I could give you anything to hold on to, know your price, have it written in front of you. Um, know the logistics, which would be how many times do you meet? How often do you meet? How long are the sessions? How are you meeting? And how can they pay you? Do they have to pay in full? Can they pay you in two payments? Uh, we don't recommend letting people pay per session. And honestly, paying in full is primarily the always ends up to be the best results. We find out our own clients too. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to say it one more time so that everybody hears it. Whenever you go to make your proposal, you're selling them on their vision, on their dream. You are not saying, well, to work with me for 12 weeks, we're going to meet every single week for 60 minutes. And then I'm going to come over after every session and bathe your dog and drive your car around the block and fill it with gas and blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. (laughs) Sell them on their dream, on their vision. You will mention the logistics because it's natural for people to ask, but that is secondary. And Again, silence is your best friend during that time. Let them let them simmer on it for a second. And you look really cool, calm, and collected when you are silent. I promise. No one can tell that you're freaking out on the inside. <laughs> <sighs> okay, team. This was a lot. This was a lot. And I kind of wish that we had a flow chart for it to where if like it's like, if your pro bono client wants to work with you and vocalizes it, then do this. And if you don't, or if they do want to work with you, but you don't want to work with them, then do this. Um, But we've walked you through all of the situations that I've seen so far in my experience of how this can play out. And don't be afraid to own your own no if you don't want to continue working with people, but also be super ballsy and putting the offer out there for, for the people that you've invested time and energy with. And if you want to come get some support with this, maybe you haven't hired us yet or hired a coach yet, but you're in certification, you're thinking, oh my gosh, my last pro bono sessions next week. Come join our Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coach, and feel free to ask questions there. If Shelby and I don't respond, I'm sure a hundred other nurse coaches who've done this will respond. It's a very active group, fun group. Um, 
So we we really are on your team. We believe that the world would be a better place if more people hire nurse coaches. And we hope that this helps you be brave. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, team. Again, come find us with questions. We're happy to be here in your corner. And uh, yeah, we will. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.